prices we're seeing, the average is about $3 per gallon. Rodriguez adding that the cost is so much lower south of the border because the Mexican government has slashed gas taxes in order to keep fuel prices under the inflation rate. National average in the U.S. today, $4.33 a gallon. The Pentagon says Kim Jong-un has been test firing parts of a new intercontinental ballistic missile. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer. North Korea had said the launches, two in the past two weeks, were to help develop satellites. But U.S. intelligence believes they were really to test components for a much larger weapon. Generations of kids grew up with him. Emilio Delgado, who played Luis, the fix-it shop owner on Sesame Street for 45 years, has died. This clock that I've been fixing is about to strike five any second now. Luis and Maria wait. delighted young viewers and a count when they got married on the show in 1988. It's Luis's wedding day. Bringing my bats. His wife says Delgado had cancer. He was 81 years old. S&P futures are up 38. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Your happiest spring starts with Lowe's, and it all starts with a beautiful green lawn. Get it growing with Scott's Triple Action Lawn Fertilizer starting at $29.98, and keep it clean with the Craftsman 20-volt mower with free blower for only $2.99. That's a big value for a beautiful entrance. Create a season full of happiness. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, about 310 for 316. U.S. only. Scott's offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii. The soothing scent of Vicks VapoRub. It's only one of the most iconic smells ever. That cooling, comforting scent generations of families have come to trust to help them feel better. And now you trust to soothe your family. Pick up some Vicks VapoRub in the little blue jar and wrap yourself with the calm only Vicks VapoRub can bring. Vicks VapoRub, always there for you. Tennis ace Novak Djokovic will be back on the court this month, next, next month. The tennis star is competing for the first time in months at the ATP Masters event after organizers changed vaccination requirements. Djokovic is still unvaccinated and has been sidelined from other big tournaments, including Indian Wells. But just last month, he told the BBC he'd rather risk his career than get the jab. Why? Why? Did because the principles of uh, decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title. Djokovic may have to skip Wimbledon, but could still defend his French Open title since France is easing restrictions later this month. Monica Ricks, CBS News. This year's Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue could feature more models that look like you and me. SI's 14 finalists include a 42-year-old breast cancer survivor, an astrophysicist, and an ICU nurse. Many come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So 
Yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Taco John's changed the chicken game with our fried chicken taco. Now, taste our greatest chicken ovation yet. Behold, new fried chicken tenders. Crispy, all-white meat chicken redesigned without the tortilla for a sleeker feasting experience. Optimized with powerful sauces to achieve maximum yum per dip by the 5, 10, or 20 pack. Upgrade to our newest menu item today. Fried chicken tenders from Taco John's. Bigger, bolder, better. Download our app for exclusive deals. From Gruza Realty and Building. It's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, farms, and acreage, too. For the only Larry Conrath in real estate, please call 5913015. 5913015. What was that number? It's 5913015. Call the only Larry Conrath in real estate. 5913. Your sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105, the flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at WATHWXTQ Sports. Hey, it's Randy. We'll talk lemon law, gas prices, and learn about some crazy rides. That's Auto Smarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Ah, yes it is. Good times for you and me. And a snowstorm. You're keeping good company with W-A-T-H. I'm kind of excited about this snow thing. 
we got a special edition today. We're going to talk about some of the veterans organizations and a particular event coming up for the Vietnam War veterans. Linda Chickie, our guest this morning, right here on the party line. But I am excited about this snowstorm we're supposed to have. We are 970 WATH AM and FM, Athens, Ohio. Well, welcome, folks. Beautiful sunshine uh, in our studio this morning, at the moment at least. And uh, they say today uh, it's supposed to be mostly cloudy, and yet here's this beautiful sunshine. Um, mercy. Uh, it even says we're supposed to be 59 degrees today, Scott. What? What's that all about? And, uh, and yet here it is, um, 37 right now, and snow coming. Oh, well, Scott's not in the room. I didn't realize that. Linda Chickie is, though. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. And, uh, Linda, you know, I want to do all sorts of stuff about you, and then we'll get into the topic, too. So have you been in Athens all your life? Yeah, I've been in Athens all my life. What Um, are some of the things you've done while you've been here? Well, the funny thing, I went to school with Scott. Yeah. We have known each other um, pretty much all of our lives. We went to church together. We grew up, went to kindergarten through high school. Um, so I've... You mean the same cl- uh, graduating class and everything? Oh, everything. Wow. So we were Boy, just so catching you, up. So you can tell us some secrets about him, eh? Oh, not really. He was a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so what, what, what um, you know, career-wise, what has been uh, of interest to you? Career-wise, I actually worked um, with the multi-handicapped students. I oh. worked with them. Um, at, at the university or in, no. in the school district? I actually worked at Beacon School for quite a u- few years. I worked with um, the handicapped students that were the older students, the high school age students, and then was asked by a family if I would take and go to the high school um, in Athens City. And Mm -hmm. I went to Athens City High School and um, worked there with the handicapped students until I retired. Now, was this through a certain organization or the actual school district? Through the school district. Well, let's see here. Tell me, um, you know, I've known Steve a long time, and uh, one of the things I knew him as was uh, one of the umpires that we would have for the uh, Copperheads baseball games. But uh, tell us a little bit about your husband, Steve. Well, he worked um, with the state of Ohio, and he did book work for child support enforcement, um, double-checking all the finances, whatever a county said a person owed. Uh-huh. He would double check that. I felt it was kind of boring, but he loves it as an accountant. And um, on oh, the side, oh, he's a real numbers guy. Yeah. Oh, he is a numbers guy. Nothing like going to the grocery store <laughs> and picking up a bunch of stuff. And he would tell the cashier, "This is how much." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you he owe. had it all figured out before they ever got to the register. Oh yeah, he always did that, and he loves doing his baseball, softball and volleyball he retired from the baseball and volleyball 
uh, in the last year because he said, you know, it's just time. But he's still doing softball and then the youth, um, younger children's uh, baseball and softball. And volleyball, you mentioned. Um, yeah, he finally retired from volleyball. Oh, okay. He said, standing on the ladder, um, he has uh, problems with his back now. And he yeah. said, when you're standing still for a long period of time on a ladder and not allowed to move other than your hands, um, it just bothered him. And so well, sure. he, he decided that he needed to give that up. Well, uh, we're here uh, to talk about, um, well, first of all, you hold the position of the title is regent. Yes. And that's for the Daughters of the American Revolution. Yes. Local chapter, which is Nabby Lee Ames chapter. That's right. Okay. Now, um, have you had any military experiences? Um, Other than relatives being in the military, I've had no military experience. Well, that's the point I wanted to bring out. So... Folks, <clears throat> say you have had someone in your family, and it can even be fairly distant, uh, you know, several generations away, if you if you follow my point there, um, who has served in the military. Uh, there's probably, if you wish to follow up on that, uh, they would be welcoming your participation, right? Yes, I would welcome that. Uh, with the Nabby Lee Ames chapter, we look back through the generations, and you have to use birth certificates, mm-hmm. death certificate, certificates, and marriage license to prove that your relative was in the Revolutionary War. Right. Well, and, and in your case, it was. Yes, it was. The fun part was I... Um, I went to Venton County first to make sure I had proper records from there and seeing the original documents. They have pretty much nothing on microfilm. So going into the courthouse, talking to the judge, and he said, just go back to this room. It's probably on the bottom shelf. I think it's in the second book and maybe in the middle of the book to find (laughs) the actual marriage license, death certificates for my relatives. And then I needed to go to Marietta to find another document. And when I was there, the historian there said, oh, you connect to the books for the Mayflower Society. And I said, excuse me? And she said, this relative hooks up to the first five generations of the Mayflower. Wow. So I joined that group, too. Um, not knowing at the time when I was starting this if I would get anywhere. Well, you know, no, no. My, I suppose I say this too often, but I'm adopted, right? So um, my parents got me at what three weeks of age or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've been digging a little bit into the ancestry of that. And of course, I have a fairly good knowledge of the ancestry of my adoption family um but how's that work out would i be eligible if i found some interesting uh, thing of my birth family i guess i'll use that expression right if you have information enough information on your birth family and can trace it clear back 
um, you can be accepted into um, as a woman into the daughters of the American Revolution or as a gentleman into the sons of the American Revolution. Well, anyway, that's just one group. The American, excuse me, American Revolution uh, era. Right. And then, you know, there, I would, I'm certainly thinking there must be an era for each of the different wars and, and that sort of thing, right? Yes, I could have joined um, the Civil War groups, mm-hmm. um, Colonial Dames. I mean, there are tons of groups that meet. If you can prove your uh, lineage to yes. that group, you can join. Well, you know, sometime when you're bored, would you make me a list of all those different groups? I think it'd be fascinating to just talk about it a little bit on the air. Oh, my, I could do that. Okay. Well, listen, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your family. So, Steve, we, we know Steve. Uh, tell us about your other children. Not your other children, but your children. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have tons of children yeah. uh, with all the handicapped students I've ever worked with. I'll bet. But... um most people in town know Andrew, our oldest son, as he went from um, the Arts, Parks, and Recreation Department to being the Assistant Deputy Safety Service Director for the town. And, and serves in that capacity as we speak. Yes. Yes. And then we have our son, Tim, who he does security systems for school buildings, government buildings, uh, private industry um, he works with sound systems. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a lot of that kind of business. I've, I've probably met him. Um, you probably have. He likes to go to ball games. Uh, he is a fan. He is a duplicate of his dad as far as sports goes. Sure. Um, and he lives in Richmond, Kentucky. And um, then we have a daughter, Rachel. And she is a missionary and has been on the mission field um, before COVID. She had been in 19 different countries doing voiceovers for the Jesus Film Project. Wow. Uh, in the native original languages of those countries. And, and uh, forgive my terrible memory, but um, we've only had 500, last I looked, 564 employees here at this radio station since I've been here. But Rachel worked here too, right? Yeah, she worked here while she was in college and then moved on to um, doing what she does now. And she said, um, she's informed me that I have a sticky voice and would not be good for the voiceovers for film. (laughs) <laughs> I had to laugh Sticky at her. Voice. Yeah, I had to laugh at her on that one. Sure. Um, and she lives in Orlando with her husband, who is a, he's a grown up, he grew up as a missionary child. Um, now you say she's been in 19 countries. Has, uh, is she currently assigned overseas? No, she is actually. In Orlando? Um, she is actually stationed here in the States. Okay. And she switched from the Jesus Film Project to pioneer missions and they do similar things Um, she has been working on um, their ads and getting them ready Mm -hmm. to be more um, website friendly I guess is the way to put it and then our youngest daughter Abby she lives in Zanesville and she works 
it's unusual. She does um, TV commercials and things for um, funeral homes. And in the process was given a huge job opportunity. Um, anybody that knows Jeremy Camp, who is a Christian musician, his company called and asked her to take and do all of his promotional stuff for this next year. Wow. Well, sounds like showbiz is um, in various manners in the family's background. It is. Well, when did you become fascinated with the fact that in your heritage, in your lineage of your family, there had been a member of the family who served during the American Revolution? It started with my mother as she she kind of was interested and she wanted to know a little bit more, but um, she didn't have the internet to look at. Right. And she just, um, she kept pictures and Bibles and she said, you know, somewhere along the line, I'm probably a first family to this area. And she continued to do research, but never fulfilled that dream. And... Um, so you, that passed along to you, eh? Yeah, it passed along to me as I said, oh, she started this. I think maybe I can find more information. Mm -hmm. And uh, Steve can tell you we drove all over the place. We went to different places that normally you don't go to <laughs> hunting for um, yeah. paperwork, cemetery plots. <laughs> we did a lot of different things that uh, normally... Uh, people don't do, and uh, some people said, well, why don't you just go to Ancestry or yeah, one of those? Yeah. But there's a problem with that. If you go there and you are not positive on the person that you're looking up, you might end up with somebody that is not related to mm -hmm. you but has a, the same name or a similar birth date. So that's a struggle right there. And... Um, the with Ancestry, I've been having interest in DNA tracing. and uh, But, of course, DNA wasn't even a, a thing known back in the years, you know. Yeah, that um, the DNA tracing is interesting, yeah. but you go back even 50 years, they didn't have that back That's then. That's right. That's right. So you need to have the actual documentation. Well, um you yourself, uh, did, did you have a military experience? Not really. I knew people that had been in the military. Um, Steve's family, his brothers that are older than him, mm -hmm. were in the military. They went to Vietnam. Um, his oldest brother was severely injured in Vietnam mm. and still suffers from the injuries that he had back then. You know, this being, uh, what, the Oscars month or whatever they call that. You know, some of the different TV channels that feature those kind of old movies, as well as newer movies, are running just Oscar films, you know, that have award-winning films over the years. Right. And a number of them. Uh, last night was the longest day. And, um, wow. You know, it's... If you haven't seen it in a few years and then you get to see it again, uh, it really captures your attention. 
there are some really good films that do depict what happened. Yeah. The um so out of that um and in your lineage with the American Revolution. Um so do you know who it is? Do you, can you come up with a name that so-and-so was his name? He was my great-great-great-great-great-whatever, grandfather or whatever, and, and um, he served in the Revolutionary War. I, I mean, do you have that kind of... Yes. Um, when I finally had all the paperwork, my great-great, many greats back, yep. grandfather would be... Jonathan Fish, and he served in the military. Uh, he was in the Army. But Andrew was able to go in through the sons of the American Revolution, through the Hoisington family, mm-hmm. and it was Joab Hoisington, and he was a colonel in the Revolutionary War. Hmm. Wow. Well, so all of that... Caused you to say, "Hey, I want to do something to honor this relative of mine years ago, and also to honor current and past military service members." Right? That's correct. What ended up happening because I became regent for the Nabi Lee Ames chapter. Um, here in the Athens area because we take in Athens County and Vinton County both. You worked with both counties? Both counties. Um, There was uh, an email that came across to me that said from the Department of Defense that you could honor Vietnam-era veterans. They didn't have to serve in Vietnam. They just had to serve during that time period. So that would include me. That's correct. Yeah. And um, I, I was in Vietnam once uh, for an overnight uh, trip to uh, Hanoi. But uh, otherwise, all my work was done from uh, mostly um, Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Commander-in-Chief Pacific Headquarters. All right. So... Um, so I, so this event you have coming up on the 19th of March. Correct. At 10 a.m. at the American Legion Post 21. That's out on West Union. uh, Yes. Street, folks. Um, see 520 West Union to be exact. Um, I would be, uh, able to attend it, right? Yes, you would be able to attend. We are doing coffee and donuts and cookies and we're giving away gift cards and just honoring the veterans. Now Congress back in uh, oh not all that long ago I think just about five years ago maybe six um, oh here it is 2017 they finally established an event called National Vietnam Veterans Day. That's correct. And it is on March 29th this year. I assume maybe every year it is. But um, no? uh, Under President Trump, President Obama decided to do this, but it was just 
you know, uh, any date worked. Okay. And when President Trump um, took office, he said, let's make it one day. Let's make it an official day. So then Congress said yes, and it's going to be March 29th from now until forever. Okay. Um, so this is National Vietnam Veterans Day. And again, it, it, it is for anyone who served during the Vietnam era. That doesn't mean you had to be stationed there. That's right. Um, now, uh, but here locally, we're going to observe it on March 19th, right? Yes, that's because the 29th is a Tuesday, and the 19th, you know, I had to pick a, a day that I could get into the American Legion. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been very helpful with um, donating uh, their time sure. to get everything set up, uh, all the different uh, military organizations I've been to, and they have been very open to taking and informing the veterans uh, that this is going on. And then the businesses in town, a lot of the businesses have been donating the gift cards for food and haircuts and oil changes. You know, just they've been amazing. Good. Well, um, now, uh, for an event like this, you probably have a, a program, right? Uh, yes. And, uh, and so what, what, was, what will that consist of? Uh, we will do our... Uh, Daughters of the American Revolution opening ceremony uh, with the Pledge to the Flag and what we normally do. And then we're going to have Mark Enrique, who is with the uh, Air Force ROTC here at Ohio University. He is going to speak, and then we're going to take and pass out the pens that the National Defense Department has given us to give these veterans. And I have enough pens to do more than 100 uh, Vietnam veterans. And then I also have pens for those that are widows of Vietnam veterans. Mm. Um, If a widow would want to come, and they would receive the pen and a gift card to a business also. And just to clarify, we're not saying someone that was killed during the Vietnam War, but someone who fought but has since passed. Correct. As um, so, his uh, surviving wife, widow, uh, they would be eligible. Yes, they would. Um, by the way, Mark Enriquez is um, uh, current. He's an Air Force guy, and he's a lieutenant colonel. That's right. So, um, and with our Air Force ROTC program. All right. Now, <clears throat> um, let's see here. The, the Daughters of the American Revolution, which mm-hmm. you're the, the region, is that the, the top post? Or? Um, the region is the top post for each chapter, uh-huh. and then there is the state regent, who is the top person for sure. the state, and then there is the national regent for all of it. Right. Now, um, you know, this is an event that you folks are working on. Yes. But I, I'm guessing there's a variety of events each year. 
Uh, there are. We have, over this last year since I've taken the office, we gave over 100 books to the area preschools. We have collected food and um, personal care items for the USO. Uh, we've given cards at Christmas time to the military uh, people that are overseas. We just do a ton of different things, different service projects. Um, we also give out um, $50 to each student that participates in the Good Citizen uh, Award that we give out. And our Good Citizen Awards go to each individual high school. There is one student that they choose, and that student has the chance to take and it takes an hour, they are given a question and a dictionary and one hour to answer the question from the national office. And the, the student- This is like a contest? It's like a contest. And we had last year, our student from Alexander actually went to state. She finished in the chapter, she finished in our region, and then went to state and took second place in the state. And the scholarship there is two hundred or two thousand hmm. dollars. Now, um, so the, there's there's events throughout the year, right? There are events throughout the year. What are some of your favorites? We, I mean, obviously, this Vietnam era veterans ceremony is a neat thing. Uh, but what are some of the other ones that you might mention in in particularly the ones you have enjoyed being a part of? We've, um, we went last summer to the gravesite of Nabby Lee Ames, at, which is in Amesville at Fleming Cemetery. And um, we looked at the, looked and now laid a wreath Now that's the name there. of your, your chapter, the Daughters of American Revolution. Yes. Now um, what, how is it that she was, how, why is she named for this? Uh, she was one of the first pioneer women to come to this area, to the Amesville area, and her husband was a judge, and they lived close to the Cutler family, which is part of Ohio University. Yes. And the, we found the most comical thing about her was she grew up in a very wealthy, prominent family in town. Uh, where they came from and moving to the wilderness <laughs> with her children and she had 11 children she was scared to death of everything mm -hmm. and so when her husband would have to leave she would take and have the children stay in the loft of their cabin but the one day she was so scared she had the children and herself run to the cutler cabin to stay, and they went to check, and it just so happened it was a bunch of cattle that were next to her cabin that she was scared of. <laughs> yeah, well, <coughs> the um, <coughs> Nabby Lee Ames, and you say Amesville is the location of her grave. Right, it's in Fleming Cemetery, and it's very close to the school. Um, and she actually, when they built the Coonskin Library, the books were kept at her house until they had the library built. Well, um, 
Okay, so name some other organizations that you maybe belong to or someday will become a member of, but that you just think are unique in the way of um, veterans organizations. Well, I can't really belong, but I do help out uh, once a month with the uh, veterans service, the VA service organization in making and boxing up food. Our ladies love doing that. Um, and so I hang out with um, those people. We did that yesterday, boxed up over 100 boxes of food for veterans that need it in this county. Mm -hmm. And um, I have belonged to all different kinds of organizations through the years, uh, from Eastern Star to um, the MS Society. I, you know, I enjoy what I do um, until the organization. Some of them have disbanded. I know the yeah. MS Society disbanded because there were just not enough of us in this area. Even though there are more people that had MS, um, there just weren't enough people wanting to get together. Well, um, what is something you think needs to happen that maybe isn't yet? That needs to happen? You know, you know in, in terms of service to veterans or their... Well... I, I don't know. Um, um, or let's just go community-wide. It doesn't have to be veterans. You, are, you have been so active in so many worthwhile projects to help people and to recognize people uh, for th good things they've done. Well, I can see that um, right now we are trying to help uh, Steve's brother get into a nursing home that is closer to where family is and we have found that um, there are only three veterans nursing homes in this state and there's a waiting list of over five years to get into those and the one the nursing homes that are local or around here you have to get approval to take and have uh, your family if they're a veteran put into the nursing home so that uh, veteran services will pay some, if not all, of the nursing home bill. And that is sad to see happening in this area. Well, who, who's, what's causing it to be such a slow process? Do you think it's... Uh, we're not sure. We have um, contacted the um, congressmen and senators, and we're, we're doing the paperwork now to say, hey, you know, there is not anything close here. The closest nursing home is Chillicothe. Mm -hmm. The next closest that accepts VA payments is in Gallipolis. And we went, you know, there are people in this area that could use this service. Well, it would seem to me that, um, I'm just guessing here, that there ought to be a way to simply enact um, an some way for any nursing home to be able to assist a veteran and, and, and uh, with veterans funds um, being made available to them, you know? I there don't know why we can't get uh, something like that 
established. That's what we were wondering, why, and they said um, in the process, it has to be approved by, by the government, and of it course. has to. Be, there's all the red tape to approve for a nursing home in the area to take and accept VA payments. And uh, the one nursing home that is in Coolville has one veteran there now, and mm. they went ahead, and it was one of these emergency things where they could accept the payment, and they said it's taking months to get the payment from the Veterans Administration to the nursing home, mm. and they don't understand why. Well, you know, so much um, you hear of, um, so, <coughs> so I'm a veteran, right? Right. <coughs> and, uh, man, I get clobbered with emails and uh, phone calls unasked for and stuff like that about you should take advantage of veterans' mortgages and all these different things, you know what I mean. Right. And um, so, you know, those are programs that have been approved by the government. Why is this one you know, um, stalled? I wonder if it's because so many veterans are now over 70 for Vietnam and the mass amount is more than the government wants to take care of. Well, the veterans took care of the government. So the government should probably try to help them too. That and they do in many ways. It's just we're talking about a particular situation. Right. They do help, but um, in some respects, they don't help enough. So the Abby, Nabby rather, Nabby Lee Chame, let me try this again. Nabby Lee Ames Chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. How many members do you have? Uh, our chapter has 66 members Holy right now. Cow. <laughs> and if things work right... Uh, we have four members that or four people that are applying for membership. They are going through the process of double checking and making sure that everything is legitimate. Sixty-six members. Yes. Now, uh, do you eat, meet? Well, do you meet uh, monthly? We meet the third Saturday of the month. Okay. And. Um, we had been meeting at libraries and different places throughout town, and with COVID and things sure. not opening up, um, the Assembly of God Church on uh, Upper River Road has allowed us to meet there, and that's been great because we now have one location. Everybody knows where it is. We meet there. Um, so even after COVID finishes, you'll probably continue meeting there. Yes, because um, a lot of the places, I know that the library, they would allow us to meet, but it was like you had to be in, set up your own tables, and be done within an hour and a half. And sometimes it takes longer than an hour and a half to do really? what we needed to do. Sure. Well, okay, so a typical meeting, is, uh, is there a lot of social to it as well? Uh, there is. We do have social time. Um, we have our meeting. We try to get everything uh, meeting-wise done in less than an hour, mm -hmm. and then we have a little social time afterwards. Um, sometimes we take field trips. We are planning to take a field trip in June to the Military Museum in Nelsonville, 
and tour it. We have um, we like to do a little bit of field trips and see things around the county that um, we need to think about helping. Um, now, uh, this is really a stupid question, but daughters of the American Revolution. So these, this is all women. This is all women. Okay, and then there's the sons of the American Revolution. Um, do they exist here locally too? Yes, they do. And do you know if their membership is as healthy as yours? Um, I'm not sure how many members they have right now. I would say close to 40. Okay. Um, they haven't been able to meet for a while because they ran into the same problem we did, a location to meet. Right, right. Well, everything's gearing back up slowly, uh, so we'll assume they'll get going again here pretty soon. Um, you showed me a picture, oh, sometime or other, of, of a quilt. Yes. <laughs> and um, so have you, have you always been, um, what do I want to say, um, had projects like that all your life? Uh, I had decided to do quilts. Uh, my grandmother did quilts. My mother did quilts. And I said, you know, I can do this. And it was kind of relaxing, especially in the wintertime when it's cold and you can't really get out. And so I have been working on quilts um, myself and one of my friends that we went to school together uh, we live within a mile of each other, and Steve will laugh because we will be on our cell phones talking while we're quilting. And he said, why do you do this? And we went, well, it's, you know, um, if we have a problem, we can't figure out how to lay out the pattern, or um, we can't decide what design to quilt onto the fabric. We'll, we'll call each other, and we have ink that it's air soluble so you write on it and 30 minutes later it's gone really yeah it's an amazing product i love it um wow well the the pictures i saw um um i hope i don't trouble you with my description (laughs) they're very patriotic in nature and yet they're also kind of contemporary yeah the quilt that i showed you the picture of It is a, it's called a veteran's friendship quilt, and it is a friendship pattern. It has the friendship star and then the stripes to go with it. Yeah, and it's, of course, red, white, and blue. Why, yes. So, um, now, what, so how long have you been quilting? Oh, my gosh. I start, Most of your life? I, well, I started sewing my own clothes uh, when I was... I don't know, probably seven or eight years old no on, on an old treadle machine because <laughs> to find clothes that would fit somebody that was tall and skinny, um, yeah, we had to alter almost everything that I, I wore. So I learned on a treadle sewing machine how to sew my own clothes. And then in high school, they had sewing classes of you course. you home, took home ec, home ec. you yeah. took cooking and cl- sewing and child care and all the the things that um they always did even though i preferred wood shop and that's what i actually did with my handicapped students i spent wood shop or class periods in wood shop and in strength training and i enjoyed that too but then as i hit 
I would say college age, I started doing more quilts and things that I enjoyed doing because you could design what you wanted and do any kind of um, pattern on top of the material to make it look really, really interesting. Well, so then once you do these, what becomes of them? Uh, a lot of them have went to my children and my grandchildren. Um, I found out how to do t-shirt quilts. There's a huge process to it, but I enjoyed doing those. And I found, I know why parents say they don't have any money because you take a t-shirt um, for each sport or each activity a child does. And I had four children. Mm -hmm. And so you take three to four times a year, you're buying a t-shirt not only for them, but for yourself. And then as, um, well, at the high school, the wrestling team, the baseball team, soccer team, swimming team, they sure. knew that I'd buy a shirt from them. And so um, making a quilt that had just just from the school system itself um, I made quilts for my own kids and for myself and then Steve went on the Washington DC trip I think it was like 15 or 20 times it's been he's been doing it a long long time and so I made a quilt for him out of those t-shirts and then somebody said well what do you do with all the scraps the extra parts of the shirt and I said oh I make rugs out of that <laughs> <laughs> well, so very creative very creative listen if someone uh, is listening out there and, and wants to learn more or <clears throat> maybe they've even said gee that I would like to be a member of that organization or this organization um, or or ask some more questions um, could, would you mind taking a call from them? I would not mind at all. We enjoy... Is it... Um, do you have a, a phone number that would be a pro, um, that you wouldn't mind taking such calls at? Um, I take the phone calls on my cell phone. Okay. Um, well, I have that number. Yes. So, uh, folks, uh, uh, we'll give you a few minutes, but grab a pen and pencil if you're interested in this. And as you can tell, uh, Linda Chickie, our guest this morning, um, is uh, very involved in a number of these different uh, veterans organizations. And, um, you know, if you have a question that I failed to bring out, um, give her a call and let her do her best to answer it for you. And she'll point you in the right direction. So we'll wait a few minutes and then give that phone number to you. But once again, we're talking with Linda Chickie this morning, who is the regent. That's the top title for the local um, chapter of the Daughters of American Revolution. All right. What do you think I've failed to bring out? Well, um, we are trying to today and uh, through all the different um the AMVETS and the VFW and uh, the American Legion to reach as many um, Vietnam-era veterans mm -hmm. to come to this uh, gathering. We've posted it on Facebook. We've posted it um, every way we can think um, through the radio stations uh, to invite people to come. 
and uh, I did get a phone call from uh, a couple of gentlemen that live in Murray City, and they said, well, if we come, we have to talk about what we did as veterans. And I said, no, you do not have to talk. This is to say thank you. You don't have to do anything but come and in, um, eat our food and get gift cards and a pen. And um, we just want to thank these gentlemen for what they did. I mean, they went halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they served in... Uh, extremely uh, humid climates. They were in jungles. Um, They could have been on a ship. They could have been anywhere around the world serving our country. And they were, um, well, some volunteered. A lot of them got drafted. And they had the lottery system for getting drafted, which uh, Steve lucked out he if his birthday had been the day before he would have went overseas but because his of his birthday and the number they gave him the war ended before he needed to be drafted Mm. which was um, I know that his mother was very happy because uh, she did not want him to go after what his brother had went through she did not want him serving at all yeah I was drafted and uh but I, I had an, um, an amazing experience. And, you know, it was, well, but for so many, it wasn't. All right. Well, as I said, uh, Linda Chickie, and the phone number now, folks, if you have your pens on paper, her phone number is, of course, our area code, 740 and then her cell is 591-6747. So 740-591-6747. And she will do her part in trying to get you uh, directed to, to whatever veterans uh, organization there may be out there that might suit you. And widows too, and things like that. Um, so once again, the reason we did this is that on March nineteenth. Let's see, today's the uh, what is today? Today's Where, the eleventh. Okay, so in eight days from now, not tomorrow, but next Saturday, on the nineteenth at uh, ten a.m. at Legion Post 21, which is on uh, 520 West Union Street. Uh, They're going to have an event for Vietnam-era veterans. Not, you don't have to have been served in Vietnam, but it's during that era. If you were in the service, this is for you. And uh, figure on maybe two hours for that? Yeah, it will be at least two hours um, of information Mm -hmm. and um, thank yous. That's our whole goal. Um, The era that that happened was from January 1st, 1955 to May, I believe it's the 15th, 1975. Anybody in that time period 
can come. Yep. Well, this is good. Um, we got two minutes. Anything I did I miss? I don't think so. Um, well, Linda, I appreciate you coming in and. Um, folks, is, is there a place they can go on the Internet to see this also? Uh, they can go to just our um, Nabby Lee Ames website. They can also go to um, Facebook, my Facebook page, my husband's Facebook page, um, because it, it gives the information as to when and where um, this meeting is going to happen. Okay. And... Like I said, I, I really appreciate every business that has donated gift cards because to give uh, or to say thank you and give a veteran just a pen, it just seemed like that was not enough for a veteran. Folks, beautiful sunshine right now, but if, if the weather uh, service is correct, it's going to be like hell here in a few hours. Be careful out there, all right? And... Um, I, I have to be in Pomeroy at 6 o'clock, and that's when all the snow's supposed to start, like around 3. So uh, I'm a little bit nervous, but I also like the challenge of weather. You know what I mean? It's, uh, anyway, I get my four-wheel drive vehicle back today. It's been in the shop. So I'll take that tonight. Um, otherwise, next week we have, let's see here. We have uh, on Wednesday Dr. Hugh Sherman, who is the uh, acting president for Ohio University, former dean of the School of Business. And on Thursday, Steve Patterson, the mayor. So um, two good guests next week. Linda, thanks. You're welcome. We're out of time, folks. Have a marvelous weekend. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Ukrainians are under siege this morning from Russian invaders in cities across their country. President Biden is expected to announce new punitive steps in just a few minutes. CBS's Weijia Jiang is at the White House. President Biden is expected to call today for the end of normal trade relations with Russia, which will hike up a lot of the import taxes for products that come from there. The U.S. will be joining the U.K. and European Union in the move. It's another effort to cripple Russia's economy. Nestle announced today it is stopping importing and exporting non-essentials like Nespresso coffee and San Pellegrino water to and from Russia. Russian forces are pounding hospital schools and apartment buildings far from the front lines now. A 40-mile military convoy has moved to within 10 miles of the center of Kyiv. Correspondent Charlie Dagata is in the capital. Officials say at least three Russian airstrikes hit Dnipro. That's a city of nearly a million people, including strikes that came down 
near a kindergarten and damaged apartment buildings. That is as Kharkiv continues to bear the brunt of a sustained Russian bombardment. A psychiatric hospital was hit there today. This woman from Kharkiv has made it to the Romanian border. It is very dangerous to the to civilian people. It is it is awful actually. Uh, it is uh, impossible to live there right now. More than two and a half million Ukrainians have fled the country. Gas prices aren't the only thing emptying out wallets here. Rent prices are through the roof. It's forcing single mom Jamie Wolf in Boca Raton, Florida, to make sacrifices. They go to aftercare for a couple of hours each afternoon so that I can work, and so we have to take that away for sure. Her landlord has raised rent by almost a thousand dollars, thirty percent a month. Gas prices are up to an average of four thirty-three a gallon in the U.S. today. Did you get a flu shot? Probably didn't help much. Here's CBS's Jim Crusula. This season's flu vaccine was less than twenty percent effective at reducing a person's chance of getting a mild or moderate case of influenza. That's according to a study of nearly four thousand Americans in seven states from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Experts say a good rate would be at least 50% protection from the flu. Fire officials in Fort Lauderdale say they found six college students on spring break in cardiac arrest on the front lawn of a rental home. It was quickly identified that this was uh, an overdose situation uh, with multiple individuals and Narcan was deployed uh, as quickly as possible. Fire chief says they OD'd on cocaine laced with fentanyl. One is critical. Dow up 220.